Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Joining me on the podcast tonight, it's my hostess with the mostest. Wait, cops on bots and bands? Hello, Gingy. Holy shit, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I think a lot of other people are going, what the hell are you doing? It's been so long since we've done a, an old school podcast. Mm. And uh, so, you, <laughs> we're having, this is how much we've changed. We were having sushi last night. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, our 100 episode <laughs> selves would have turned and went, I thought I knew you, man. You hipsters. I, uh, I, thought, I thought you were cool. We were eating sushi, and uh, and you said to me, like, fuck, we should podcast. I was like, dude, we should podcast. And my wife, like, nearly fainted when she heard that. She's mm. like, when are you two going to podcast again? So here we are. Which is strange, because the po- podcast is what she fell in love with, rather than you first, I oh, imagine. Probably. Yeah. Apparently, she said, uh, what did she say last night? You were, you were there when she was talking. She said she used to drive to Brisbane and turn the podcast on and give her a massive grin on, on her face. Yeah. And now, I'm sure it's a grimace when we're driving to Brisbane and I'm sitting beside her yakking away the whole way to Brisbane. <laughs> anyway, we're here... At least she can turn the volume down sometimes. On the podcast, yeah. she can't on me unless no. she puts a beer in my hand. Skip uh, to the end. <laughs> you need that button in, in real life. Yep. Um, anyway, we're here tonight to talk about pop culture. Talk about... Pop culture. shooby dooby doo bop wop We just want to get musical and shit. Um, you know what? <laughs> Now that we've done a song on, on iTunes, we're, 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 uh, we're published re- uh, singers. We're recording artists. Yeah. Um, I, well, tonight is going to be a little bit of a, a spy theme for, for part of it. Mm-hmm. Right? We've got a few spy things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I am going to talk about, spoiler alert, Marvel Legacy number one soon as okay. well. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But we're going to kick it along with, we got to go and see this week, the new Kingsman movie. Kingsman 2. Uh, Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Yes. How fucking awesome was it, Ginge? I, I didn't think they were going to be able to top the uh, the church fight scene. Now, this is the thing. This, I've heard criticism this week um, that, that you know they didn't do a scene similar or something as big. The, they they right? didn't try to top it. No, and people yeah. were like, oh, I loved it, but it wasn't as good as the first one because I love the church scene mm. in the first one, the massacre in the church. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, but... You can't. They could have turned around and did some, done something similar because people just would have gone, oh, you just ripped off you the just, first movie you, again. You're, you just know, trying, rehash. you're just trying to ride on the coattails yeah. of the first episode. Um, I reckon, personally, my, my thing, I think Kingsman 2 was on par with Kingsman 1. Mm-hmm. I fucking laughed my ass off yes. during it. Yes. Now, uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fan-fucking-tastic. Yes. Right? Um, and we are going to talk about a few things. Not, nothing major, spoil, <laughs> spoiling-wise. Although, I am going to talk about El- Elton fucking John. Oh, Oh man! Right. Oh, dude, he's my I new was, hero. Yeah, I thought it was going to be just a cameo. Yeah, right? just it's just that one scene. Yeah, I thought, oh, cool, they got uh, Elton John for a scene. He's in a fair chunk of the yes. movie, right? Yes. And as Elton John, yes, pulling the piss out of everything, yes. And I just I, every, every, and swear, you know, get the fuck out of my fucking room, you fucking bitch. <laughs> You know, Elton John, a man that age with oh. those big gaudy glasses on and his tracky, you know, yeah. the, the sweatsuit that he yeah. wears, the track, track I, I love the shot where he's doing this big, huge ninja kick against one of the, the thugs <laughs> and it's in slow motion and then he, his head turns to the audience and gives a bit of a grin to the audience. Yeah, oh, look, fucking oh. Elton John made my day. You're an absolute legend, Elton John. And I was thinking afterwards, I wonder... How they got him to be in it for such a long period of time? Yeah, because it wouldn't have been like there was a couple of scene changes where yeah. um, it wouldn't have just been on like he would have been on set. It's mm. not that they've done it in one place. Yes, it would have been in a few places to film chunks of it. Uh, but anyway, look, fantastic. Exy comes all onto his you know into his own mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, you have got obviously. You know, other Kingsmen, I'll yes. just put it that way. Yes. Um, there's a sad bit in it, which my, I thought my wife was going to cry at, because oh. she, one of her favourite characters may not make it. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not going to say Spoiler who. alert. I'm not going to say who, mm. uh, but there's, there's a character who doesn't <clears throat> make it. Mm. Um, the fucking Statesman. How cool yes, would they? they Channing cool. Tatum. And, yep. Now, I fucked up. I'm sitting there looking at, <laughs> there's a Statesman called Whiskey, okay? Because yes. they've all got uh, alcohol code names. So yes. Channing Tatum's tequila. Which I thought was a bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, did, uh, <laughs> what did Jeff Bridges play? He's like the head of the Statesman. What was his yeah, code I, name? I don't know. Um, I can't remember. Shit, was it bourbon or something like that? I can't remember. But anyway, he's like, oh no, sh- champagne, but don't call me that. Call me champ instead. <laughs> That's right. Champagne. Um, but yeah, and you've got Agent Whiskey. Mm. Now, I'm sitting there the whole time thinking it was fucking Jeremy Renner. <laughs> right? This is how, yeah, I'm sitting there, right? And I get to the end of it, and I'm like, what did they do to Jeremy Renner with did his nose? Did they put a prosthetic nose or something? And there was a few of us that went along to see it, and you guys all turned to me and went, what the fuck are you on about, Bailey? That's not Jeremy Renner. It's the, the guy from Dawn in. Uh, that was the Dornish Prince, wasn't it? In the the, the, Game the bloke of that speaks with the Italian accent in Game yeah, of Thrones, Spanish yeah, accent or Spanish. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Now you had a problem with him in this movie a little bit, where yeah, because he's such a southern sort of accent in in and this. You reckon, Hang on, this did, did, did you? Was I keep you were one of the others that said you could hear that Spanish kind of. I, I, all, all I all I was imagining when I when I saw him talk was he's speaking with his Spanish accent. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, all I saw when I saw him talk was I'm thinking, fuck, they've done something ge- to Jeremy Renner's <laughs> nose. And it wasn't even fucking Jeremy Renner. But anyway, he put in a great uh, did. A great performance. Yeah. Halle Berry. Mm. Halle Berry. Fuck, she was good. Um, only like a, I guess, a support role yes. in it. Yes, yes, but, yes. But um, they've definitely set it up for a third. Now, I, I read that somewhere the other day that uh, they're in talks to do a third. Mm. And hopefully we may see her in the third film because um, she, I'm a, a slight spoiler alert here, she becomes a, a proper full-fledged uh, statesman agent yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully she'd be in the next film. But um, how freaking good is, uh, what's his name? Uh, the main guy who plays Exy. I can never pronounce his name. I don't, it's, it's I don't know his real name. Um, anyway, he's fantastic in the role of, of Exy. I just think he's... He's amazing. He is good, and it's good to see that the uh, Spanish, uh, the the Swedish princess is back yes. from the, from the end of the original. Yes, yes, I thought that was fantastic. And um, yeah, but balls to the wall action is what a yeah. spy film, a good spy film is. Mm. Pump and soundtrack, ball to the wall. And I love the some, music in it. Yeah, there are some bits in it where you shake your head and go, "Oh God, it's so comic." And you got to see it's a Mark Miller. It's over the top. Yes. You know. Um, it is a bit over the top in parts, but I fucking thoroughly loved it. And if you walk out of that film, if you go see Kingsman 2 Golden mm. Circle and you walk out without a smile on your face, then you're a sour cunt. <laughs> um, like, seriously, there's something wrong with you. Go and reevaluate your life because you're just a miserable prick if you don't walk out with a, a smile on your face after that film. After, I, uh, Yeah, like I was saying, after I walked out of it, I thought, how'd they get Elton John in it for so long? And then I remember the story that we were talking about a long time ago where Elton John wants to do an autobiographical movie about himself. Yeah, and originally he wanted um, what's his name Tom Hardy Hardy to play Elton John. That's right. And I, I can't I can't imagine Bane doing buddy <laughs> <laughs> Rocket Man. <laughs> I like it. I knew it was coming. And it still but, cracks me up every time. But, but I'll, uh, it, Bad songs and so, <laughs> uh, so much. <laughs> Yellow brick road. <laughs> but but you ne- know what, look, just, uh, look, just a little side note. I fucking love t- Tom Hardy as an actor, right? <laughs> I hated him as Bane, and it's sad that every time we talk about Tom Hardy, we've got to pull the piss out of our really bad Bane impersonation. But hello, I am Mad Max. <laughs> Actually, kind of shit. In that. I hated that film, but anyway. And yes, that, um, carry on, James. I so, so Tom Hardy has had to quit from being Elton John. Mm-hmm. 
Elton John wants the guy that played Eggsy to play Elton John in his autobiographical movie. So oh, I wonder really? if this was a bit of if I if I put away so much time to be in your movie in Kingsman, you come and, you'd and, come and be in my my yeah. movie. And um, the guy that plays Eggsy has voiced uh, characters in animated movies, and I think it's a movie called Sing It or something, yeah. where he actually sings. An Elton John song in it. Really? So Okay, there you go. I haven't seen that. Is that, uh, oh, is that the one with the animals? Yes. yes okay, yes. no, I don't think I've seen that. I think My he plays a gorilla probably. or something in it, and in the scene, in the scene apparently, it's like a, um, a talent show type. Oh, shit, it was on the background. I have seen bits of it. Yeah? Uh, now, that's just, yes, okay? <laughs> My memory is pretty fucking bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was on in the background. The wife was watching it one day, and I did see bits and pieces. I didn't know he was the, the, the gorilla. Yeah. That's when they copped a lot of flack, that movie. Did it? Yeah, because they had um, they had these gorillas who were criminals, and I do remember you telling me this. Some hip hop yes. songs, and of course, uh, a lot of people in America kicked up a stink and said that was stereotyping African Americans and all that. But uh, yeah, because there's a koala in it. Who well. voiced the koala? I can't. Tell was it an Australian? No, I don't think it was. Really? Well, no, I, I, I fuck. Now you're going to make me look it up. <laughs> Oh, you son of a... Why do you do that to me? But anyway, tell us some more thoughts on Kingsman for you. Like, well, other things you took away from it? I, I, there's one scene in particular in it where I thought, hang on, they're not going to do this, are they? Which one? It, it's a scene where he needs to implant a tracking device inside a lady. Oh, and, yes. And, well, apparently you need to insert the tracking device into the body somehow. Yeah. And, yeah. I was a little bit unsure. Like, like yes. You didn't think they were going to do I it. I didn't think they were going to do it. You've Okay, you go see the movie. The tracking device is in the tip of a, of a small condom. Yeah. That you put over your finger. <laughs> and I'm thinking... He's just going <coughs> to... Stick it up someone's he's, nose he's gonna, or he's gonna, in their ear. He's going to punch her. She's going to be knocked out and he's going to stick it up her nose. No, no. No, no. They're making out. This is why you can't be a super spy, Jim, because uh, you don't have the imagination but, for what it takes. Well, I... Um, <laughs> and, and they show it. Yes. They yes, showed it. They a, showed it. That was a great scene. I'm, I'm watching it going, all right, it's going to stop here. It's going to stop here. It's going to stop here. It's going... Holy fuck. And you know what? I wasn't watching the scene. I was watching your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not allowed to watch this stuff because it's not PG-13 I married my wife sitting beside me um, Don't worry, you should have seen the grin on her face um, Now, going back to Sing It, okay Scarlett Johansson was in that She voiced Oh really? Yeah. yeah And the, the, the koala yeah. that I said about Yes, right? yes, yes, yes He's yes. known as Buster Moon Right? No, that's his name Okay Guess who played it? And he no. asked, was it an Australian? And it wasn't It was fucking Matthew McConaughey Really? He played the koala. Well, Seth MacFarlane voiced a th- uh, character, Reese Witherspoon, and Taron Edgerton, that's our man from, okay, yes. from Kingsman 2, yeah. um, and Kingsman, he played Johnny. So there you go. Well, Matthew McConaughey, look, I, I haven't seen the movie. Does he put on an Australian accent? It, because I honestly cannot Matthew McConaughey remember. has spent spent years here when he was younger. Yeah. You know, so... All right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> anyway... Ginger, if you had to give Kingsman 2, the Golden Circle, a rating, five being fucking cream of the crop, one being you wouldn't take a dump on I re- it. I reckon I'd give it a better, a better four. Would you? I'm, yeah. I'm going to go slightly above you. I'm going to go four and a half. Yeah. Um, because it does. It has sequel syndrome a little bit. Julianne Moore's the villain, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We haven't spoken about that already. Yeah. I don't think she's as good a villain as Samuel L. Jackson was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but 
overall, it still a fucking kick-ass film. Yes. So four and a half stars from me out of five. Mm-hmm. And, Ginge, you're going to go four and a half, uh, four stars out of yes. five for you. Kingsman and- 2, The Golden Circle, go along and see it. And while we're talking about our mate, is it Taron? Taron Edgerton, yes. Um, check out Eddie the Eagle. I haven't watched that oh, yet. I really want he, to. He, he, he is an amazing actor. Like, you see him in Kingsman. Yeah. And in, and in uh, Eddie the Eagle, he is a completely different person. Really? Completely I'm just looking him up here. There's a thing, Robin Hood. It's an upcoming action American adventure film by Otto Bathurst, written by Jacob, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's based on the tale of Robin Hood. Now, apparently... Cool. Apparently, 2017, it's coming out. All right. Produced by Leonardo DiCaprio, Well, sir. they better pull their finger out if they're going to get Jamie it Jamie Foxx is playing Little John in it. Huh. Jamie and uh, uh, Dornan? Dornan? Um, is in it as well. Um, so I tell you what, keep an eye out for that. Mm. There might be. I don't know whether there's a trailer yet. Uh, apparently, it's going to come out next year. They filmed yeah. it this year, right? So Robin Hood. So Taron Egerton in it, and I'm assuming he is fucking Robin Hood. St- st- uh, you know, Tim as good Minchin's as it- in it. Oh, really? Ben Mendelsohn. Is he? Uh, Tim, Tim, Minchin, Tim Minchin would have to play old uh, Will Scarlet, wouldn't it? Uh, in in the red, singing all the time. Don't think it tells me. Still can't be as good as a. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah. and B, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Brian Adams came on the other day. We were coming home from Brisbane. Brian Adams, the song from... Everything from, I do, I do it for you. And I'm sitting there, and every time I hear that song, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I want to go yeah. watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's a fucking great movie. It's a kick-ass fucking film. Yep. Because uh, Alan Rickman was... Alan Rickman was, was, was oh, the yeah. sheriff of How Nottingham. That? Yeah. What's that been now? I've, it's it's well over a year since he passed on. <sighs> Fucking, I miss, I miss him. He was so good. Anyway, we got sidetracked. So, <laughs> the, and I said we were talking about spy stuff. Now, what I read a couple of weeks ago, right, mm. and I've been pushing everyone onto this. Now, you know I'm not the biggest James Bond fan. No. All right? So, uh, Dynamite Comics, for the last uh, year and a half or, or so, have been bringing out these uh, James Bond series. Yeah. The uh, single issues, we didn't really get many through the shop. Uh, a lot of people just didn't did, really did, pick it up. Didn't pick, yeah. Um, it, written by Warren Ellis, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, it just surprised me. Anyway, I got one of the hardcovers in mm-hmm. and I th- for myself. And I thought, oh, fuck, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. You know? Holy fuck. I got in volume one for myself. Uh, Varga. Vargia, however you pronounce it, right? V-A-R-G-R. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say Var- Varga. I think it's actually Cougar. It's not Cougar. Yeah, it's it's a silent V. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> written by Warren Ellis. Art by um, Jason Masters. Now, he worked on Batman Incorporated and Guardians of the okay, Galaxy cool. comics. Yeah. And, of course, you know Warren Ellis, Transmetropolitan, yeah. the Authority, Trees, Freak Angels. Um, anyway, so I, I thought I'll give this a crack. I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. I ploughed through volume one. I end up then getting volume two, hmm. uh, which is called... You're your uh, biggest customer by the sounds oh, yeah. of it. Uh, Eidolon. 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 Um, it's volume two, right? So it's James Bond 007 from um, Dynamite Comics. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. shit. So there's two volumes out at the moment, plus there's a standalone volume written by Andy Diggle called Hammerhead. Now, it's just as good. Different artist. It's, yeah. um, now, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this right for the fucking life of me. Um, I think it's pronounced Cougar. Luca. It's not fucking Luca. <laughs> Luca uh, Castlingardia. Uh, Lagardia? Castlingardia. Luca Castlingardia. Yep. Anyway, the artwork's still fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy Diggle, like this bloke, wrote The Losers. Uh, remember The Losers? Yes. They did the movie based yes, on? Yes, yes, yes. Written by Andy Diggle. Um, what else did he do? Daredevil. He's done some detective comic stuff. 
Um, and it was a six-issue miniseries called James Bond Hammerhead. Now, it's out as a graphic novel. So if you've missed the single issues, they're long gone. You probably dig them up mm-hmm. somewhere. Some comic shops are You might as well just stock. get the, the graphic novel. Go get the hardcover because there's um, like some cool little back matter in there, like some sketch pages and stuff like that. Um, and all the different variant covers, because each book came out with variant covers. Okay, so you cool. see pretty much most of them in the back of, of, of each collected mm-hmm, edition. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. Warren Ellis nails Bond. Now, it's not Bond. It's not Daniel Craig. They haven't drawn him to look like Daniel. You know how like, sometimes you go, oh, who's the current uh, actor? Yes. They'll draw him to look so, like that. Yes, yes, yes. Fuck no. Bond does not look like that at all. Um, uh, what's his name? The the M, right? He's actually, um, he's got African heritage in okay. and everything else, right? So, um, so is uh, Miss Money Pussy. Um, <laughs> what? 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 It's Octo Money. Octo Money. Oh, uh, Money Penny. Money Penny. That's right. It's Octo Pussy, isn't it? Um, anyway, right? Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh- <laughs> hey, hey, I wasn't the one that created the... But, uh, <coughs> um, Octo Pussy. And in it, he doesn't do the whole shaking and... St- you know, the, I'll have a dry martini shaking and stowed. None of that shit. He yeah. drinks bourbon. He's a bourbon man, right? Okay. So when he, in part of it, uh, one of the uh, the books, he has to go to America to pick up a, an asset, right? <laughs> and so a CI, uh, Felix uh, Littier, or whatever, however you pronounce it, um, meets him at the airport. He's a British, uh, an American CIA agent. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, yeah, I know you were coming in. The CIA knew. Um, here's a little, like, a thank you, you know, gift bag, which is essentially a weapon, and I've got you, you know, a great um, bourbon in there. Okay, like cool. Guy. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know you're a bourbon man. Boom. So throughout... A bottle the- of Statesman. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Hey, that'd be cool, a little time. Um, but throughout the series, whenever he drinks, he drinks bourbon, okay. you know, which apparently is a little bit closer to the books. The books, maybe, um, yeah. So, okay. yeah, so it's not like they've just ripped off the movies and gone, oh, we're going to make him look like Daniel Craig or whatever else. Totally I was going to say, does it fit in with some sort of canon from the books or anything like that? Or is um, it more, more like a standalone? They're all uh, the standalone, I believe. Um, I'll, I'll read to the, the blurb on the back of Volume 1, okay. right? Yep. After a mission of vengeance in Helsinki, James Bond returns to London and assumes the workload of a fallen 00 section agent. His new mission takes him to Berlin, presumably to break up an agile drug trafficking operation. But Bond has no idea of the forces gathered in secret against him. The full scope of an operation that's much scarier and more lethal than he could possibly imagine. Berlin is about to catch fire and James Bond is trapped inside. Ooh. Um, that sounds cool. Look, it really Eastern Europe, is. yeah. Um, I just absolutely loved it, and um, look, it is a very contemporary take on 007. Yeah, and for me, who's you know, you know, I like most of the fucking um, Daniel Craig James Bond films. Right? Mm-hmm. I've never been a Pierce Brosnan. Look, I've never been a Bond fan. Oh no, don't I be know, like that. You, don't no, be like that. A, don't. You've got a soft spot for the Pierce Brosnan films because of when they came out, when we were in high school, yeah, and everything yeah. else. Plus, yeah. you know. The gadgets. You've always been a gadget mm, man, right? Mm, mm. I like the Daniel Craig Bond where they kind of stripped him back where he didn't have all the gadgets. It was yeah, yeah, like he was getting around in just his boxer shorts coming yeah. out of the water. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about that kind of no, stripping I down. Wasn't oh. ta- I wasn't talking about that stripping down, Ginch. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what I mean. Like they stripped him down, the character down to the basics. He was it was more brute strength and brute force. Yep. Um, and I loved that aspect. Mm-hmm. And this comic here too, it's more about not necessarily the um, the gadgets, but you know him being this cool agent. Yes. You know, and there's also actually a thing where on British soil in this, the the Parliament had put a thing through that MI6 agents aren't allowed to go armed within country. Only oh, MI5 because okay. okay. MI6 handle international. Oh, right. Uh, terrorism. Right? Yeah. So there's a the difference a between so the FBI and the CIA yeah, kind when of thing. He's local. Yep. He's not allowed to carry a gun. And so they have to f- um, send his weapons via diplomatic 
Um, like courier bags? Courier bags yep. to the embassy, and he okay. has to get it to the embassy and all this mm, kind of thing. Okay. Which, think about it, it's probably, you know, that'd be almost be true in some parts yeah. of your life, like the, the, with the way that the bullshit laws and that carry on. Mm. So there's all that kind of stuff in it too, and that nearly gets him killed a few times. Okay. So, look, if you, you might not be the biggest James Bond fan like I was. Yep. And like, you know, like I'm not, I'm, I should say. Um, Historically, yes. Yeah. But this series here, I cannot praise it enough. Cool, Solid man. five out of five from me. I fucking ploughed through the three hardcovers that are out at the moment. There's a spin-out series about that um, Felix um, character that I told you, who's an C- American CIA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's out, I think, as a collected edition. We haven't got it in oh, yet. Oh, cool. Um, and there's a new one called James Bond Killbox, and it's the series, I think, that they're currently uh, wrapping up at the moment. Then it'll get collected as well. Um, and they retail, I know, like you know, 30 to $40 for a hardcover, but they are well worth it. They yeah. are beautiful. They look amazing on your bookshelf. And if you're just looking for a great spy story, yeah, pick up the uh, Dynamite Entertainment, the James Bond 007 Very cool. books. And like oh, like I say, man, you can't go wrong. Such a thrilling – even the action scenes in it, mm-hmm. like Cardinal, just fucking – ah, oh, jeez. I've got a chubby just thinking about it. Um, it's almost like sto- you can almost use it for storyboards. Yeah. If you're going to shoot like a James Bond short. Yeah. Or whatever else, you just fucking use them for storyboards. Cool, man. Oh, just amazing. You have to pick them up yourself and have a go. Yeah, you? you reckon? Yeah. Um, now, what I also want to talk about, comic-wise, you want to do a little uh, intro for me for comics? Bleep, pow, bang! Comic time. That was fucking atrocious, Ginge. Okay. But we'll run with it anyway. <laughs> um, now, this week... <laughs> This week, right? I would be fucking Simon Cowell. This would be like, a, a, a Britain's Got Talent. It's a no from me. That's a, a no. Um, Computer says no. no. Anyway, this week, Marvel Legacy number one dropped. Now, I, mm. look, okay, let me let me ramble for a little bit here, right? Um, Marvel, the last, especially the last 12 months, has copped a lot of shit from fans mm-hmm. and, and retailers mm-hmm. and, and in, you know, just people in general um, about the way, how crappy their books have been. Okay. How they've sort of lost their way a bit, you yep, think? Yep, sales are down. Ask any comic shop owner worldwide and they will tell you that they're selling a lot less Marvel. Yep. Fans have dropped it. Um, you know, people have just got sick of the changes to characters. Now, yes. Marvel went through a big thing where, you know, the characters you see on the big screen, Tony Stark as Iron Man, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Banner as Hulk, they got replaced, essentially killed off or replaced yes, or whatever yes. else um, by more diverse uh, ethnically and... and, and, and um, uh, you know, sexually diverse characters, okay, um, didn't resonate with fans. No other way to say. Long sales, fans, yes. literally, the sales reflected. Mm-hmm. Right, one of their top-selling comics at the moment is about fifty to fifty-five thousand copies sold worldwide. That's, okay. that's classed as a top seller. Go back a couple of years, yes, and that's nothing. Like you know, you get down around fucking uh, forty thousand, you'd almost be canned, right? So especially when especially when we're talking about Spider Man with old um, Todd McFarlane. Oh my god, millions, millions of copies, of millions, copies. you know. Um, so seriously, someone at the House of Mouse, you know, everyone kept saying, "Why is Disney not stepping in here?" You know, you've got creators arguing with fans on Twitter. Yes, you've got yes. fucking a senior editor um, arguing with with fans and consumers on Twitter. Which I don't care what you are, no matter what business you are, don't get on social media and argue with your customer base because no. that is just the Stupidest Especially thing on do. such a public forum. It is, right? Um, and anyway, a lot of fans were going, hey, how about you creators get the fuck off Twitter mm. and create? Because mm. your books are boring as batshit, right? And, you know, not to say that diversity is a bad thing. It's certainly not. Fucking DC with Rebirth brought in some diverse characters, both ethnically and sexually, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't beat you around the head with it. It felt organic. 
you read it, it, the, the character didn't become about their sexual preferences or it, it just happened to be a part of their it just character. happened to be a part of the character they didn't beat you around the head with it and guess what it went over well with fans and oh, that's good. why DC Rebirth sells like hotcakes I still can't keep enough of it on shelf oh wow um, right Marvel on the other hand yeah bit of a fucking wasteland right and that's been happening for about oh, three three and a bit years um, and it's lost a lot of people mm-hmm Someone at the company has obviously gone, look, we need to turn this around a little bit. So they have been building up and launching towards uh, After Secret Empire, um, where Cat was a Nazi mm-hmm. and everything else, mm-hmm. a Hydra Nazi, you mm-hmm. know, and everything else. Now, that's, that's another whole story that we'll get into one day. I'm not going to go there tonight. Um, they released this week Marvel Legacy Number 1. Now, written by Jason Aaron, there's a whole bunch of different artists in there, right? Um, but throughout of it, you've got two main artists who do a fair chunk of the book, and, uh, which and if- is... If you get on, on the net, you can see uh, Marvel talking about what this line of comics is supposed yeah, to be when about. When I say legacy, no, this is a one-shot. Marvel Legacy is a one-shot. What they're doing is they've gone back, starting next week with Avengers. It goes from whatever the current Avengers issue number was mm-hmm. for this series. They're going back to what they call their legacy numbering. Yep. So it's going to be Avengers 600 and something or rather, right? And Captain America 700 and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they're going back to their old legacy numbering across the board for most of their series, okay? And they're going to have – the covers are actually going to have a bit of a legacy look to them, like mm-hmm. throwbacks to old original covers and okay. all this kind of stuff. Now, Marvel Legacy, written by Jason Aaron with uh, your main artists, is Asad Ribic and Steve McNiven. I love both those guys. Their okay, artwork cool. is phenomenal. And then you've got a bunch of other uh, artists in there as well, like Alex Maleve, Chris Samney, Ed McGinnis, Stuart Immonen, and Wade Von Grawbadger. That's no joke. I'm not making that up. That's his name. <laughs> God bless you. Wade Von Grawbadger. God bless um, you. Jim Chung, uh, Daniel Acuna, Greg Land, uh, Mike Diodato Jr. You know, there's some fantastic fucking... And, of course, the cover, Joe Casada. Mm-hmm. Old Joe's Joey Q's come out to do the cover, <laughs> and mate, the regular cover is a fucking beautiful gatefold. It's right? a Folds big out. wraparound, big beautiful, right? And then you've got the lenticular cover, which was dearer than this, and their lenticular cover is shit. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. See that front image there? That's what you get on the lenticular cover. Oh, really? And it doesn't really change. It just kind of goes from hey, look, it's co- coloured to slightly less coloured. <laughs> right? No, I'm not joking. Their lenticular cover was shit, and it was dearer. Oh, really? Yeah, retail for about an extra three bucks. But Alex Ross then did an, another alternative cover. Uh, there's been a few different covers, uh, yeah. yeah. But some of those are like one in fifty and all this. How kind many of pages thing. does this cover flap out? <coughs> okay, it's uh, got it's the back page, four. it's got the front page, and then it's got another two pages again. Yeah, yeah. The gatefold. Like, honestly, if you're at your comic shop and they've got the gatefold cover, pick that up. It's the it's the pick of it. Um, anyway, it's a mm. pretty decent book. Now, regular like US price five ninety nine for the gatefold cover. So it's a pricey book. It's not cheap. Mm. But there's there's not a hell of a lot of ads in there. So you. Get an all right bang for your buck if you get getting just the regular cover. Um, now, in this, they and I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts because it's only just come out. So, okay. I want people to be able to go and pick up. Some people don't pick their books up for two or three weeks at yep. a time. Yep, yep. So, I'm not going to ruin too much. I will say one character that's back, and I think it's already been ruined on the net. They've talked about it everywhere, so I'm going to end up talking about it. Um, in it, Wolverine's back. Schnicked. Okay. <sighs> And I tell you what, it's fucking, it's, it's awesome. I love the way he's drawn. He's got the cowboy hat on, the singlet, the jeans. And it's almost a nod to Mark Silvestri back in the days. How mm. Mark Silvestri used to draw him quite okay. a lot. I fucking love that look on, on Logan, you know. Yeah. Um, he's back. Now, nice. I don't know where that leaves old man Logan. Yep. Because we've had a time-displaced mm-hmm. Logan running around mm-hmm. uh, recently for the last couple of years. So I'm like, fuck, what's going to happen here? Just, you know, is, Logan meet old man Logan or, Are they going to meet and touch And then they're going to combine And then they'll just You know To be explode. an ultimate Yeah um, Ultimate Logan uh, 
Anyway, so there's a few other characters that you see appearances of. Now, at the start of it, though, the book starts with Avengers 1, B, uh, 1 million BC. So imagine at the dawn, like, you know, mm. caveman type thing. Yeah. Odin. Right. Uh, a Black Panther of some sort. So a guy who's got the mm. Black Panther skin that he's, he's got on him. Yeah. Agamotto as the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, how Doc Strange is always mm. by the eye of Agamotto, right? Okay. You've got the original, essentially, the original Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, shit. And Iron Fist. Really? So someone, so not the not Danny Rand, obviously. But, it's a, but a yep. Iron Fist, yes. Uh, Phoenix, Ooh. right? Now, obviously, I don't. It's not Jean Grey, but it's a Phoenix of the Phoenix Force. It, a red-headed it, chick. It, 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 yeah, it, it looks right? like Odin's. Obviously, not old white-haired, one-eyed Odin. He's got. You know, he's a younger Odin, um, and he's he's got. Um, His eyes are so pretty. He's so pretty. He's got Milnor with him, but Milnor doesn't really respond well to him yeah. at this point and everything else. And so they're on Earth. There's also a well, a Spirit of Vengeance. Which, as we know later on, becomes Ghost Rider. But this Spirit of Vengeance rides a Mastodon. Whoa. Okay. Um, and you've also got Starbrand there as well. Um, so this is like a Stone Age yeah. Avengers. And they were around before the Avengers that we know today. So wow. this, apparently, this is probably going to spin out to a mini series down the track. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'll, I will pick it up because I just think uh, the char- that's a cool kind of concept. Um, so that kicks Marvel Legacy okay. off. Okay. And, yeah, I'd say there's going to be things flowing out of that story arc because there's a celestial god there on Earth yeah. that they've defeated. And I'd say that celestial god is going to come back um, over time because there's Loki. He's there as well in the modern day. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get a certain artifact. Okay. Um, he knows that his father, that Odin, had left it behind on Earth uh, or you know, mm. him and this band of, of heroes. So they're thre- setting up the threads for a lot of cool storyline, potential storylines. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to see classic Cap back mm-hmm. now after Secret Empire. Yep. Um, Tony Stark's missing. So Tony Stark's comatose body uh. has gone missing. So then there's going to be the hunt for Tony Stark. Where okay. Is he? Um, we're going to see uh, the, the new Hulk, which is um, Adamaeus Cho, mm-hmm. right? Looks like he's got. A, he gets a call back. They want uh, Hulk back on um, Scar. Like that's where yes, you know, yeah, yeah. The World War Hulk, Hulk, Hulk thing. Yep. Um, so we're going to see like a new take on Planet Hulk, but with with Adamaeus Cho as the Hulk up there. Okay. Um, so there's some cool storylines. Now, remembering after uh, Secret Wars, right? The Fantastic Four disappeared. Yes. Apart from uh, Johnny uh, Storm and Ben Grimm. There's a setup there. We may see the Fantastic Four being brought back. Mm. Um, so all these little plot points there's, are there's there. There's been so much time since the movie came out to now that maybe people have forgotten about the movie. Maybe they have. Um, there's so many cool little storylines they're setting up. And it's a bit like DC Rebirth. I, I will be honest and say I think DC Rebirth did a better job of it, the yes. one shot written by Jeff Johns. Yep. Um, but this is still pretty cool. And if this is the way, this gives hope to a, to a comic fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not the biggest Marvel fanboy. We've discussed that previously. I've always been a DC guy. Mm-hmm. But this gives hope that Marvel's going to get things back on track. Yes. And we're going to start seeing the iconic heroes return. Because face it, and I'll tell you now, hands down as a retailer, every time I get someone come in who's gone to see one of the Marvel movies mm-hmm. on the big screen, yep. they want to get into comics. Yep. Right? I want to pick up Avengers. Okay, here's Avengers. That, that's that's not the Avengers I know. That's not the Avengers on the screen. Who's the chick? Is Thor? Who's yeah? You know why is Captain America black? Like oh, that's the Falcon. But why is he Captain America? You know, um, where's Iron Man? Or oh, Iron Man's not Tony Stark. It's Riri Williams, and she's a, you know, an African American teenager. And they're like, no, no, no. I want to read about Tony Stark. Well, he's not currently in the books, and and yeah. it turns people off. And that's why Marvel sales have sucked because people want 
the iconic characters that are seeing on the big screen, mm-hmm. that are seeing in the cartoons, all the merchandise that you go and look at, it's the classic yes. versions. Yes, yes, and, yes. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. When I was watching that video that Marvel brought out about this entire series, it it, it felt to me like very much a well, we kind of stuffed up. With See, what we did. You say that. Now this is now you say that now it, it they didn't say it so oh, no, much. No no no. no, no, no. And but that's kinda how it feels. Like they're going, All right. But to let's, be honest with let's you, forget retailers about that. have been trying to tell them this now for over twelve months. Mm-hmm. But right even within the last twelve months, when retailers go, You need to change. Yep. No, 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 you're just not selling it properly, is what they would say to re- big retailer summits in, in America, right? Like yeah. the Diamond um, Retailer Summit. All, no, all, no, no, you guys aren't selling it enough. All the readers are, are racist. Yeah, all, you know, if you don't enjoy these characters, you're racist, you're this, that, and other thing, right? They put the, the, the hands over their ears and they would Stick not listen to fans and retailers, yep. right? DC listened a couple of years ago when people were saying about after the DCU initiative and, and, and the tail end, you know, building towards the tail end of the new 52, people were kind of a bit, meh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they said to DC, oh, you're going about it wrong. We missed this, this, and this. DC turned around and said, right, we're doing Rebirth. Here's our chance to eat humble pie. Guess what? We didn't listen to you. We now have. Yep. And this is what we're doing. And guess it's a fucking massive hit. <laughs> right? Rebirth has been phenomenal. And it's what the readers want. It's what the readers want, right? And and we've got people who are buying, especially the graphic novels. Yeah. Um, oh, I've never read Aquaman before. They pick up the volume one, they come back, I want the rest of Aquaman. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never read Green Arrow. Oh, fuck, this is amazing. I'm gonna... And they're reading multiple titles. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just phenomenal. But DC listened. Yes. DC ate humble pie and they yeah. went, yep, we screwed up. Here's us putting it right. Marvel, on the other hand, and that's why I'm saying it's funny when you say that you picked up that vibe. If if anything, it's it's a bit too little, too late. Yes, um, yes, you know, yes, yes. like they should have been doing this a while ago. But uh, it, it's not a big reboot, and that's the thing. A lot of people are going, "Oh, is this like Rebirth? Is it is it Marvel kind of rebooting?" No, it's Marvel steering the ship back to probably where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it might take a while. You might take another twelve months before we start seeing fans come and pick up. Yes. Although the reaction to this book, since we put it on sale, look for us, it, it dropped Wednesday in America. Mm-hmm. You know, us over here about a day behind. Um, holy shit. I thought I overordered. I thought oh, I'm going to be stuck with a ton of this. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of interest going forward, you know. Oh of- shit! It's another bloodshot one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? Fans are starting to read the reviews. They're contacting me. Put one in my box. Yeah. Um, or you know, our cool, online man. sales for it have been great. People are you know going, yeah, look, I'm out of town. I'll buy one. Um, post it to me, please. Cool. So I think people are starting. And, and if Marvel don't screw this up, mm-hmm. right? If they if they do it properly, they will get some of those lapsed fans back. So look, Marvel Legacy number one. Uh, well, it's a one shot, I should say. Um, I'm going to rate it a good solid um, four out of five. Mm-hmm. I think it, it has room for improvement. It could have been a little bit better in parts, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's getting a four out of five from me. Tell us what you think um, on the Geekspeak page if you've read it and if you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, or if you hated it, tell us, tell us that as well. We'd like to hear back from you guys. So, mm. yeah, tell us what you thought. Yeah. Anything else, Ginge? Oh, a little bit rusty on this, this whole <laughs> podcasting thing. Actually, what, what we will talk about is because um, we've just had Oz Comic Con in Brisbane on the previous weekend. Yes. Apparently yes. numbers were down, and I'm, I've talked to retailers, and you saw in a couple of uh, cosplay yeah, groups. I, I, yeah, there's a couple of cosplay groups on Facebook that, that I you know have subscribed to, and mm-hmm. there, were, there was one post in particular where it was a person saying, hey... I kind of noticed, did anyone else notice that there was a lot less 
people there and a lot less cosplayers there yeah. this this weekend. And a lot of people said, yeah, we noticed that as well. Yeah, um, I heard the same thing from retailers. I reckon they didn't make as much money. Um, people weren't spending. And I think, you know why? Because mm. Supernova announced that they've got Stan Lee coming yeah. to Brisbane in um, in November. And you, you have to weigh that up. And they, know, did like, that, they uh, released that information a week, week and a half before Oz Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and I think that just sucked the sales out of Oz Comic Con. I think uh, the wind out of the sales because... Fucking people just went. Oh, I'm holding off till November. I'm because I'm going to get a photo and a signature with Stanley, Stanley. and he's not going to be coming back. I mean, the man's what ninety something years of age. This will be Hugh Hefner. He just passed in the last twenty four hours. Um, But I think people have gone. This will be my last chance to see Stanley in the flesh. Yep, it's not cheap. Two hundred dollars for a photo. One hundred and fifty for an autograph. Now, would you would you do that? I've been tossing up with the whole thing. I don't know whether I can justify it. Yeah. Um, especially considering six years ago in Melbourne, he was only charging $30 for an, autogra- uh, $30 for an autograph, $60 for a photo. Holy That's cow. That's only six years ago. Now it's 150 for an autograph, and it's 200 not, for a photo. Like, like, to be honest, do you think he really needs the money? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Well, Ro- how, much of it, uh, how, much, how much royalties is, well, you know? Who knows? Um it's a bit hard for me to justify personally. Mm. Like I look at it and go, yeah. And not only that, you got to remember, if you're only getting a token for a photo or, or a autograph, mm-hmm. they don't seem to have really capped it. You could be standing there the whole day yes. long in a line waiting to get your mm-hmm. token, you know, to catch it in to get a photo or a signature. Now, when it's it's not like you're going to get a chance to have a great chat to Stanley either. No. It'll be essentially, hey, true believers, sign right. Excelsior! Excelsior! And off you go. Um, same with the photo. You won't be able to touch him, put your arm around him or anything else. You'll just stand there on a little stool and you'll stand beside him and smile at the camera and that's it. Whiz, bang, bang, off you go. How, how would you feel if, if you were at one of those places and people were getting photos with you? With 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 physical contact, if someone's paying me one hundred fifty, uh, paying one hundred fifty dollars to have a photo with me, oh, sorry, two hundred dollars for Stanley. Hmm. If someone was shelling out two hundred bucks, and if they said, "Can I just put my arm around you and smile?" I'd be like, "Yeah, fucking no worries, right?" As long as you don't touch is, is, my is, ass or whatever else. Is, is, isn't that kind of like prostitution? <laughs> well, hey, oh, that's hey, a look, slippery slope, hey, brother. I'm, hey, I'm just saying. One. I'm just saying. You're paying for physical. Well, okay. <laughs> let's not say prostitution. It's the same thing as if you went went to a stripper. Uh, well, I you're, guess paying, you're paying for physical contact. <laughs> Maybe. Um, look, I'm not going to go down that slippery slope, but um, look, it's just a bit hard for me personally to, you know, I don't know. I've even weighed up the whole VIP package, and mm. I think that's about 400, nearly 500 bucks, and that gets you photo, signature, front of the line, so you kind of skip yep. ahead in that queue. Yep. Um, and I think you get, um, a t- so it's at your end, like a weekend pass. And a token for a signature from another guest. Yeah. Which, you know, most other guests, uh, their signatures, I think, are around about, oh, don't quote me, but 30, 40 bucks. What about, those, what about those packages I saw that you can get a, uh, you can have a dinner with, with Spike? Uh, yeah, there are, look, I, that'd be interesting. They are, those are capped. Mm. They're only like a certain amount. So you're getting probably more value for money that you probably get to actually have a conversation with someone like that, with yeah. James Masters or, yeah. or uh, the, uh, I can't think of his other, uh, Christian Kane. Um, you've, you'd have a chance to actually sit and have a talk yeah. over dinner. Yep, yep, so that's yep. a different experience. So I can understand that, that, seem, that seems like something still, a little bit... Like, fuck, that's a lot of disposable income you've got to have sitting around just to, to shell well, out. I'm sure there's people out there that have got that kind of money. Well, they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't put the, those no. events on, would they? Something I personally look at and go, I can't justify that. Maybe we should start... Start charging people to have dinner with us. Fucking mate, we'll be paying people. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just saying. In the past, in the past, you know, you're the guy who said, you know, like you'd fucking give a hand job for a bottle of rum once. I'm sure of it. You know, 
I'm not Stan Lee. I'm just saying, 200 bucks to, to have... I'm pretty sure Stan Lee would charge more than a bottle of rum for a hand. <laughs> oh, God, it's descended into madness. Or, or would he have then have a minion that would actually do it for him? You know? Um, I can just see it's a bit like... Uh, what movie is that? Fanboys. When uh, Jay bursts out of the toilet at the truck <laughs> stop. You know, and Kevin Smith's his pimp. See, I told you, very, very womanly. <laughs> I'd be your pimp. Uh, <laughs> that's how I see it, anyway. But we're always the the life of the uh, the dinner party. Uh, pe- pe- people would pay money. You know, isn't weird? Like I'm not going to name names or anything else, but we had to go to a, a dinner fuck, a few months ago. You and I remember, mm. and um, it, it was for someone for you know for people, we, you and I didn't know people there. Um, I can't I work, can't remember this thing. thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was a work thing, mm. and you and I because all these people. They weren't chatty kind it, of people. It was, ju- it was just, yeah, you very... Unknowingly, we've done that kind of look. We've looked at each other and gone, right, you take that end of the table, right. I'll take this other we, end. We, we're going to take this on and, and see if we can crack the, this We this got nutshell. people chatting and laughing yep. and we were telling tales yep. and, you know, and then we kind of swapped. You took the other end of the table for a bit and I... And you know what? We walked out of there that night and, and it actually got said to me later on, they're like, you two guys will talk to anyone and get people laughing. And it was kind of like... Yeah, well, this is who we are. You know, we like to talk, tell tales. And what I'm saying is, you know, like they should have been paying us for the entertainment that they had that night. <laughs> should have been. It Our meal should have been comp. Yes, sons of <laughs> bitches. Actually, there's this thing that's happening. You know, because we podcast from Toowoomba. Yeah. There's a thing that the council and, and the Empire Theatre, which is our local big huge theatre, it's one of the. Uh, it's been voted best uh, regional theatre in Australia. It's like a huge Art Deco theatre. Beautiful. What they're I've been doing. On the sta- we've both been on the stage there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got <laughs> yeah. arrested afterwards, but <laughs> at least we got up there. Smart ass. And Jimmy Barnes was happy to to have us as a, as his backup dancers. That might have been where you offered, uh, you know. <laughs> Job for a bottle of rum, was it? Ixnay on the um gay. <laughs> that sounded like you said something else. <laughs> anyway, they're doing they're doing a thing which is called homegrown, where people can go to them and say, "Hey, we've got this idea for a show, or we want to put something on." Yeah, and they'll go, "All right, well, we'll give you the space for free, and give you some guidance of how to." You know, get people to come along to shows or yep. financial assistance and stuff Which like that. Which is a cool idea. I mean, um, for our kind of thing, like, fuck, it'd be awesome to do some more live shows. For We haven't done one in so long, a live uh, podcast. Live podcast, yeah. Um, space like that is way too big. Yeah. It'd be nice to see some small spaces mm. um, where podcasters could do live uh, gigs. And what they're doing now is that... Uh, rather than putting it in the big, huge theatre, there is a rehearsal space behind the yeah, theatre, yep. and they're putting up, um, you know, like grandstand seating, like uh, for enough for between eighty and a hundred people. To- That's pretty cool. Mate, we'd be struggling to get ten. But, uh, I'm, but I'm just saying, we, I think we need to put on s- uh, some other activities during it. You know, kind of like we advertise that Ginger's going to give out hand jobs for a bottle of rum. I well, reckon we'll yeah. have that place packed. And then, and then also have a thing like old Jay and Silent Bob do, which is like uh, air sex. Yeah, with the with the hosts. Yep. Hey, I'm 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 up for it. Uh, was it let us fuck? Yeah. <laughs> let that, us the, fuck. That's the name of the segment. Yeah, so, I've seen that twice now in Brisbane. Um, I'll have nightmares. No? I'll have nightmares. You, 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 um, you can watch. You can watch. <laughs> and, I, and I'll act it out. Uh, that's fantastic. Ginge, any other things you want to talk about? We've been having this reoccurring idea of a comic. Yes. Now, it's something that keeps on popping up. Neither of us can draw. Neither of us can draw. However... We've found ways around it. Yes. Don't give away all our secrets, right? But but uh, I just, just, just a bit of feedback from the audience that are listening. What types of genre comics do people do you pick love up? The, do you love a superhero, do you like, uh, superhero comic? Do you like something a little bit different? 
crime, maybe? Um, something funny? Have you actually read anything lately where you've laughed and gone, hey, I like a bit of a, a comedy story sometimes you know, you know, in comic form? You know something that I really want to see out, but I have never seen it yeah. on the shelves, is something like Banana Man. Oh, well, Banana Man's not published anymore. And but, but, but you know what I mean? Britain, you know but, what I mean? Um, something like Banana so Man. a bit of a superhero. Like a superhero com- uh, comedy type thing, you know? Yeah. Get, you know, I, don't, I don't know. It's what just something like Banana Man. Do you remember that we're going to? There, there's, there, there there's is a, a website on online saying that there's supposed to be a movie being made, a yeah. live action movie. I fucking loved Banana Man growing. You know, the, get Eggsy to play him. Uh, now, who was there? Was someone who was in talks for that? Mm-hmm. And my mind has gone totally. Well, blank. it can't be the, the English guy that's now playing the Tick. Uh, no, actually, someone's meant to be getting me a coffee of that soon, so I can watch it. <laughs> Apparently, quite good. I'm not signing up for fucking Amazon Prime. I'm not signing up for another streaming service just to watch The Tick. Fuck Yet that again, shit. another. Fuck that. I'll uh, tell you what I have watched, uh, just talking about TV briefly. Um, the lovely Lass and I have been, because we're Netflix junkies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become a habit. Um, Winona Earp. Winona Earp. Winona Earp. Um, mm. Holy shit. Fantastic. Yeah. Just watch, se- finish season one. Um, it's filmed up in Canada and all that. Mm. Uh, freaking awesome! It's based on an IDW comic series by uh, Bo Smith. Mm-hmm. Actually, originally back in the day, it came out through in the in the nineties around ninety six. It came out through Image, and I actually read, uh, got my hands on 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 a mate's copy uh, from back then, and it was shit. It was very over the top. She wasn't anything like she's in the TV show. She yeah. was like, it looked like Pamela Anderson. She might have even been written with Pamela Anderson in mind. A back bit of barbed wire type. Yeah, it looked a bit like that. Yep. And um, it wasn't as cool. Like, I struggled my way through it and went, that's kind of crap. Yeah. And they've come back. They've since done a series that's based more on the the TV series. So yes. IDW only published it late last year, beginning of this year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a new series. And it's not too bad. But, yeah, the, the, the Netflix series itself, holy shit, man. Yeah. Go and watch it. Really um, good. Yeah, Winona Rep. So it's, she's the great-great-granddaughter of, of, of White Rep. Mm-hmm. And um, so the heir of every generation... Uh, there's, there's all the people he put down, so yep. 77 of them, um, they are back. They're called Revenants, and they're like evil. They're like demons on Earth. Right? Cool. They look like you and I, except they, their eyes glow red and all this kind of shit. And yep, some yep, of them yep. have certain kind of power, demonic powers. And they're all locked in a triangle around this town called um, Purgatory, mm-hmm. right, And um, in, in Texas. I'm going to have to check and, this out. Uh, is it Texas? I think it's Texas. Anyway, so they can't leave this essential triangle. It's like the Ghost yes. River crossing. They can't go past there. and um, Otherwise, bad things happen in the Revenant. So they're all kind of stuck there. Now, each the heir of, of, of Wyatt Earp, mm-hmm. um, each generation, is meant to put all 77 down back in the ground mm-hmm. um, using Wyatt's gun, right? Peacemaker. Okay. Um, and uh, that will break the curse, right? Cool. None of them have been able to do it. They've gotten so far along, or whatever else, they're being killed by the revenants, and yeah. of course, then it, they and until the next erp, like so, if they're not all killed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. within a couple of years, the ones that were resurrect. Again, okay. Right? Yes. 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 So it falls to Winona as the as the modern heir. Mm-hmm. She ends up getting um, peacemaker yes. and out, out of a well where she threw it as a kid because her dad. Um, got killed, mm-hmm. and she saw him get killed and everything else. Yep. She, she, um, well, spoiler alert, she shot him because <sighs> she tried to put him out of his memory as a little kid. She, she picked up the gun, she shot and killed the father, which was actually a bit of a mercy in the end. Um, anyway, she then panicked and threw the gun down at Will. Yep. So she's now 27 years of age, she's in the air, she mm-hmm. goes down and she gets the gun and she's uh, working for the Black Badge Division. So there's a, a Teddy Roosevelt 
put together cool. back in the day. He knew there was um, supernatural shit on Earth yep. in, in America, and someone's got to deal with it. So mm-hmm. he formed the, uh, it's a secret group called the, the Black Badge Division yep. of Rangers, and she gets assigned, um, deputized, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as part of that. Anyway, there's a character then who comes out of the well because she left the rope. Turns out this guy, right, <laughs> and you don't know whether he's good or bad, and all I'm going to say is he talks a lot like this. He's a very fine southern gentleman who's also known as one of the best gunslingers in the West. <laughs> right, now you can kind of guess who I'm talking about, right? Is it Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer played this character in Tombstone, <laughs> um, and you don't know. So his real name is like, well, you know, it's John Henry, mm-hmm. right? Uh, John Henry Holiday. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, had another nickname. Yeah. And uh, he isn't quite a revenant. And you don't know whether is he good or bad because sometimes he helps one owner, other times he looks like he's plotting against her. Yeah, but he's got his own agenda. So yeah, it's just fantastic. And the guy, the, the cast, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, F- fantastic casting. Um, really can't recommend it enough. It's just so good. And I do believe they're doing season two at the moment, or it's airing in America. It just hasn't come out on Netflix over here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, owner rep, go and check it out. Thirteen episodes in the first season, well worth it. Well worth it, Ginger. While we're talking about television shows, I managed yeah. to, to see the the uh, preview of Ghosted. Oh, which is which is yes. You keep teasing me with this, mm. and uh, so it's a quick premise of the plot. Uh, premise of the plot is it's two guys that uh, get kidnapped from their everyday lives to help an underground division. Pretty much investigate anything paranormal. You know, ghosts, aliens, yep. the Bigfoot. It's got <laughs> it's got Craig Robinson and Adam Scott, who you would remember from Hot Tub Time Machine and yes. Hot Tub Time Machine Two. It is an awesome, like cop buddy sort of show. Yeah, but holy shit, it, it's it's our kind of humor, and it's pulling the piss out of each other. And yeah, go watch it. Really, and um, can you get it in Australia normally or? I I, I I refuse to, to answer this question on the grounds that it may incriminate myself. Okay, so if the original got, preview was on Twitter. Yeah, but Actually, if you if you've got ways of of, of, of getting it, um, check it out. Is what you're saying? Just ch- ch- for for a start, ch- check ch- out ch- ch- changes. <laughs> check out the trailer. Yep, and it, it ghosted. Ghosted. It is freaking amazing. Cool. Oh well, yeah, you've you promised me you were gonna. Put it on your USB and bring it around. It hasn't happened yet. Ixnay what have I got to give you a bottle of rum or something to get it? <laughs> Ixnay on the USB. <laughs> Yay. You go. Uh, you're a worry. Uh, just another thing, real quick, I do want to talk about, because uh, we were talking about comic conventions before, yep. and, and I got sidetracked. I was going to talk about mm. Garib Seamus. Now, if I say that name to you, you know what I'm talking about, because he was the man who created and ran Wizard, Wizard yes. Magazine back in the 90s. Yep. And also he created Wizard, Wizard World Conventions. Mm-hmm. And he sold out about oh, seven or ten years ago, right? Sold Wizard World off. Mm-hmm. His brother, uh, Stephen Seamus, stayed on board and, and, and helped uh, work for the company that bought it out mm-hmm. and everything else, mm-hmm. right, as a, as a rep or something like that, talent rep or whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, he got spectacularly booted this year because that, that company that owns Wizard World was losing money left, right and centre um, you know, because their shows are shit in the yeah. States. But no, apparently they are. They have, like, insurance salesmen there with booths at a fucking comic convention. Oh, right? convention. Yeah. So they, they've just, like, there's so much crap there. Anyway, they, you know, needed a uh, bit of a scapegoat, so they kind of spectacularly sacked him and said, oh, he was, you he know... He was the fault. He, he, he's, he's a big problem here, and he was, um, you know, blah, yep. blah, blah. So Garib and his brother, so Garib's come out of, of retirement, mm-hmm. um... 
and they've launched Ace Universe. Yes. Right, ACE Universe. Um, and what it is, it's, it's the next generation of comic conventions in the States. That's how they're right? billing it, yes. Yep, they're saying they've taken comic conventions to the next next step. Now, um, and people go, well, how can you ta- change a comic convention to the next step? Wow. Well. Listen up, peoples. <laughs> um, what they've done is they're not necessarily going to do them at convention centres. Mm-hmm. They're looking at things like stadiums, ba- big basketball stadiums or yes. whatever else. Because you know, a lot of American stadiums have roofs over yes. them and everything yes. else. Um, it feels almost like a setup for like a, bu- uh, a uh, boxing in a, in a stadium. Kind of too. Where they have the main. So they'll hall. Have their, they're going to have their vendors in there and everything else. Now, the problem with a lot of conventions, especially when it comes to panels, they can only seat a couple of hundred people or whatever, yeah. like Hall H at, at, exactly. at uh, San Diego, and, and you've got similar things in New York Comic Con and all that. And so tons of people miss out on the panels. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you spend half the day, if not a full day, trying to get in and out of panels, lining up in big yep. long lines, camping. Some people camp out overnight to be able to get through the doors to get to mm-hmm. a, a panel line, mm-hmm. right? And they've gone, screw that shit. So we're still going to have the panels, but they will be available worldwide. You'll be able to stream them mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. worldwide. Unlike fucking Comic-Con HQ, which, oh, you're in Australia or you're in Britain, yeah, you no, can't access too this. Too bad, too bad. They've gone worldwide. You'll be able to stream it, right? Not only that, you'll be at the event. Uh, I didn't get into the, to, you know, there's only 300 seats, 400 seats mm. in there. Don't stress. It's playing on the Jumbotron TV, and you can plug an earphone into your phone and stream it so you can hear the audio through your phone. So and no matter where you are in the convention, you've got to look at the Jumbotron and see the panels. And it sounds like, yeah, like, like we're saying, like, like a boxing stage platform up uh, either in the middle or at the edges where you can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, they're going for quality vendors. They're actually saying we want, you know, like fucking comic vendors and pop mm-hmm. culture vendors and all that kind of stuff, not fucking ancillary kind of weird shit. Um, meet and greets with the fans from the big celebrities. Now, the first one, because they're doing slight themes, I guess, to it, Mm -hmm. um, they've got pretty much most of the Justice League cast, bar Ben Affleck at the moment, I think. They've got Henry Cavill. He's the only one that hasn't hasn't signed yet. Yeah, um, and they'll all be there doing meet and greet with the fans, doing panel, like a big panel and everything else. Um, And apparently a big thing with with the Seamus brothers, they've said they're going to make sure that a ticket admission to these events Mm -hmm. is affordable. Yes. Because it's a fucking lottery to get to half these things Mm -hmm. now. Like they, Mm -hmm. you know... there's only this many tickets and then we're going to pre-sell and, and of course, the price jumps through the fucking yep. roof. Um, as I've said, we want to make it as affordable as we can to get more and more people to, to these events. So Ace Universe, their first one's coming up at the end of the year. Like I said, they've got the Justice League cast, I'm tell- all bar Ben Affleck at the moment. It, it sounds like a great concept. You watch. Give it fucking four or five years. If this proves to be a big success and they're raking in the millions, mm-hmm. fucking every man his dog will start changing their, the way yes. they do conventions. Yes, yes, um, yes. Which is not a bad thing. Trust me, I mm. think it would be pretty good. Because at the moment here in Australia, it's, we've got two convention companies. They're fucking uh, you know, playing card of difference between them. They are essentially the same shit. Mm. And literally the same shit. Every couple of years, it's the same old guest coming back for the same old thing. Um, that's why we haven't gone to a con in about three years. Mm. Seriously. Like, we fucking just went, meh, same shit. I'll go to Supernova because my wife booked a hotel room <laughs> for us. You know, she booked it months ago. Um, and so I'll be doing Supernova in November in Brizzy. Um, but, yeah, otherwise there's, there's no big draw cards apart from Stan Lee for me. And quickly, while we're talking about uh, pop culture shows, yep. Toowoomba here, we Toucon. celebrated Toucon, the second... Uh, second year? Yeah, uh, put on by the Toowoomba Regional uh, Council Library. Mm. Um, and, and here's a shout-out to Angela Morgan. Uh, she's she's the youth librarian up there, fantastic person. She created this event. She's done all the hard yards. Organised stuff her own back. Um, and you know what? Tip of the hat to you, ma'am. 
fantastic uh, convention, and it was free. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a free event. So um, they had an outdoor markets because you know it's springtime. It's beautiful up here in the Garden yeah. City. They had outdoor vendors markets. Vendors out there. All as well. the vendors was had to be pop culture or geeky vendors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was myself. We got invited to have a pop up shop upstairs, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, Neo Tokyo here in Toowoomba. They're like the manga and anime store. So we were side by side. They had a bunch of artists, uh, yes. Wayne and Adam Nichols. Yes. They had uh, Ken Best. They had um, Rob O'Connor, Will McLaren, Adam, Adam Rose. Rose. They had Barjo. Uh, Hex was last year. Barjo, Goose and Rad were this year. Um, they had a bunch of uh, cosplay tutorials. Mm-hmm. and had uh, award-winning cosplayers come up and do talks. It was phenomenal and, for a, for a one day free event. And again, it was free. Everything was free. Massive. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was great to see so many people in costume. So uh, keep an eye out next year if you're in uh, Southeast Queensland, because uh, next year they reckon it's going to get bigger and better, mm-hmm. and uh, they're looking to get even better guests in next year. Um, are you looking to travel up for a nice weekend? Spend it up here in Toowoomba in the Garden City. You can drive up from Brisbane for a day and yep. do the event. Free events. So keep an eye out next year. It'll be, oh, I'm assuming, hopefully around uh, springtime again next year. I was roaming around with the with the local news and we were asking people, and there was a lot of people that were here from Brisbane, Sunshine Coast, who yes, were, who travelled, travelled, but you know specifically for it, and they said how great it was that it was a free event. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't as large a scale as. You know, then you don't get the international guests as Supernova um, or as Ozcon, but they said because it was free, they had plenty yeah. of events around. As I said, they had the talks. You had uh, Lightscape Studios. Uh, Paul and Amy there from Lightscape Studios were fantastic. They're doing photo. They yes. had like a photo booth, like a green screen photo booth type yep. thing. Yep, it's like five bucks to get a photo through there. It's it's cheap as yeah. chips. And if you're a cosplay, you know you yeah you know, it'd be crazy it'd to do that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the creators were saying they make more money at that convention with sales mm-hmm. than they do at three days. So one day free event up here, they make more money in one day than they do over three days at Supernova that's, or, or Comic Con. That's, that's, that's got to tell you something, doesn't it? It does. Because when you make the event affordable, uh, in this case free, yeah. people have money to spend. But even if, if the big conventions drop the price a bit, people it would free up people's you know wallets to spend more at the It's convention. interesting that people were, were uh, looking more at those independent artists yes. rather other than going to other places. Yep. So mm-hmm. it looked fantastic. Uh, I know, look, as a retailer, as Kaboom Comics up there, we had a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll definitely be back. That was, our, that was the second event. We've yeah. been there for both years. We'll be back for a third. Um, and, yeah, so keep it in your the back of your mind. We'll promote mm-hmm. it next year. We'll, we'll give a shout-out. And, um, yeah, so Tucon up in Toowoomba City, up yes. in beautiful, sunny Queensland. That's our hometown, Jim. Well, there you go. Mate, it's been fantastic to get back behind the mic with you. Thank We've got you to do this much. more often, and yeah. hopefully we shall. There's so many cool Co- Comment on this. Just to say if you enjoyed hearing us again. Yes, yes. Give and if you feedback. didn't... If you didn't, we'll bug you. Um, <laughs> you're probably the same people who would walk out of Kingsman with a frown on your face. Yes, you silk. <laughs> I'm not going to say that word again. I'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> hey, are we allowed to say it because it was in the movie? It was, it was. Something was. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> Ginge, thank you so much for being my co-host with the most. Thank you very much. Wake up on a pots and pans. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. You've been listening to Geek Speak Live. Stay geeky, Australia.